Hello, hello, and welcome to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm Lindsay Smith, and today I am joined by Leah Merrill, Derek Montia, and Sean DePaz. Guys, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Lovely. <laughs> Leah? Oh, Leah's muted. Can't hear Leah, so. Wow, good start, oh, you guys. Yay, we did it. What listen, listen, the Coyotes haven't been playing. I'm off my game, just like yeah, the Coyotes she's... are. It's yeah, fine. for sure. Yeah, we forgive you. It it takes a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things. I totally understand. And it's like a weird mid-season like pause. So it throws everyone for a loop. That's for sure. So we're going to get started today with our Valley Sports temperature check. We're going to go around the room and just kind of see what is going on in the world of Arizona sports. So We're going to hold it down on all the different fronts today. Leah, why don't you get us started with the Coyotes? Because they played a game at home last night for the first time in a really long time. They did. It was their first home game since, I believe, December 15th. Um, Just their second game in 18 days total, which is insane. Um, They lost, but, you know, what else can you expect from the Coyotes? They're doing everything according to plan. Um, But nothing really major to report. There's no Coyotes currently in the COVID protocol, which is great. Um, Jacob Chikrin is injured right now, but is close to returning. Um, Otherwise, they're just continuing to to lose. And that's what we all thought was going to happen. So (laughs) that's that's the Coyotes report. Have you seen that? Did this kind of like almost pause-ish of the season, do you think that it actually helped with COVID numbers within the NHL? Maybe. um, It helped the Coyotes at least, I think. It's really, though, affecting the Canadian teams who are still in pauses because now there's all these attendance issues and they don't want to play games in empty buildings for revenue purposes. So the Canadian teams are actually getting a little bit screwed over because they're going to have to make up more games in a shorter time. Um, so I would say it helps teams like the Coyotes, but hurts teams, all the teams in Canada. More so from a revenue standpoint, though. Not necessarily yeah, COVID well, number-wise. Not COVID number-wise, but it'll hurt them when they have to make up more games in a shorter time. Yeah, that's the... The, the ebbs sword. and flows, right? Yeah. Of just, yeah, figuring out COVID protocols in the middle of a season when you don't really have all the information because it's constantly changing. I mean, yeah. you're doing the best you can, but how did it feel to finally have a game though to cover? <laughs> Even though it oh, was great. a loss, I'm sure it was exciting. No, I mean, we're used to it. It was fun and it was just great having um, everybody back on the post-game show because even Craig and Petey and I haven't all three of us been together on a post-game show in a while. So it, it feels good and hopefully we'll get another one soon to, <laughs> you know, break up the losses it happens every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Derek. So you're going to hold it down for us on the D-backs uh, and the Cardinals front today. We'll start with the Cardinals because they're in season. They're doing things right now, preparing for the final game of their regular season. They beat correct. the Cowboys this past weekend. Back to winning ways, hopefully, here on out. I think that's the biggest thing there is trying to regain that confidence and reestablish who they are, right? They... They had the success early in the season, and it wasn't just a fluke, I don't believe. I think that the injuries played a key role in in this. Um, Having Rodney Hudson back 
Uh, you, you just can't say enough about what he does for the offensive line and in particular Kyle Murray, right? Uh, having having his center back has just made such a huge improvement in, in the offense. Uh, the defense really stepped up. Isaiah Simmons did a great job. Zayvon Collins got uh, some playing time and, and showed that he deserved, I think, uh, in my opinion, more playing time. So uh, definitely some things rolling in the right direction. They're, they're going to be a wild card now. So there's not – I don't think that there's – much to play for there other than mostly trying to just keep this, you know, the success rolling, right? Uh, they have the Seahawks in the final game of the season, which obviously is a division rival. You'd love to just step on them one last time before you go into the playoffs. Uh, but mostly it's that confidence. It's building that confidence towards the playoffs and believing that this team is a winner once again after their struggles midseason. Do you feel like this team has kind of gotten their mentality back to that space or are they still kind of working through um, just some of the pain points of, of dropping a couple games there? I think, I mean, the injuries obviously are key, right? And I feel, feel like the injuries actually changed their game plan. They, they, they ran a really unbalanced offense uh, passing to run to run game uh, against Dallas. They established that run game early and it helped open up their offense, which is exactly what the run game tends to do chase Edmonds did a, a tremendous job and Kyler Murray did a great job running the ball as well so I, I think mostly it's about getting these guys back you know you, you we, we talk about the kicking game a few weeks ago but we had guys holding for our kicker that have never even held in a professional game before one dude was literally practicing mid-game so he could come out and take over for Colt McCoy who was doing a terrible job you can you can say, oh, you're going to blame the kicker, the holder. Yes, when the laces are in and the holding is bad, the kicker can't necessarily do his job as effectively as mm -hmm. we saw him do earlier in the season, right? Prater was money this season, and his ability to hit long-range field goals uh, helped this offense, you know, a lot. There was there was a lot of points put up on the board through field goals this season, and that helped the Cardinals, you know, with their drives and helped them consistently put up points. And you know, again, you can't say enough about the kicking game sometimes, even though it can easily be disregarded. So you mentioned this weekend's uh, final game of the regular season, wanting to come out and just spank them. But do you have any uh, predictions for that game or how do you kind of feel like it's going to go? I think we're going to see more of the same that what we saw against the Cowboys. I, I think the Cardinals are going to take this game. Uh, I'm hesitant only because it's a home game and they've been so terrible at home that I don't know what exactly to expect out of this team. I hope that they come come out and show up for this game and give the fans one last, you know, uh, amazing regular season performance before going into the playoffs. It's critical. It's just a mindset. You, you, I don't think you can lose this game. You know, again, it's it's not as big of an impact. It's not going to help them win the division or anything at this point, but it's just a, a confidence level that can take them farther in the playoffs than you know, whatever their record is right now. All right. And Sean, we're going to head on over to you. You cover ASU for PHNX. So how has that been for you? You're kind of new to uh, the organization here. Welcome officially you, from me. This is the first time you and I have gotten to work together. Not necessarily off to a great start for 2022. Games are being postponed. Things haven't yeah. exactly gone the way we wanted them to. I thought you no, were saying he... Sean isn't off to a good start. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. very forward right away. <laughs> no, yeah, Sean's I... doing great. ASU on the other hand. 
I appreciate it. Um, but no, uh, yeah, it has not been a great start for either the men's or women's basketball team. Um, the <clears throat> the women have not even played in 2022 yet. They've had all three games that have been scheduled. Well, one game that's been scheduled and two that have been, were scheduled for this week um, were all canceled, all postponed due to COVID issues. And ASU men's team, they have played one game. It was a game against Cal that went pretty terribly. Um, and then they had two games this week also postponed because of – and. Um, interesting thing is that this is the first time for the men's and women's team that it's actually COVID issues within the Sun Devils program and not the teams that they're facing. Um, so it's still to be seen how long this is going to linger on. Um, but obviously, even going into 2022 and 2021, uh, the seasons haven't been going particularly great for either of the teams, especially the men's team. Um, so it's um, maybe this is going to be a little bit of a blessing in disguise, uh, the time off, especially for the men. They were supposed to go in starting Pac-12 play against the three best teams in the in the Pac-12, top 10 teams in the country. So um, maybe it can be a blessing in disguise, uh, but it's definitely been a tough start for the men, men's and women's teams. Um, yeah. No real update on Marcus Bagley, the big like centerpiece for the ASU's uh, men's team. Um, don't even know if he's going to come back at all this season. So that's still to be seen, but it's everything is just kind of up in the air. Um, both teams are supposed to get back um, on the 13th. The women are in Oregon and the men host Utah. So we'll see if we'll see if those happen or if any games get scheduled before then. But yeah, like I said, it's all kind of all kind of up in the air for <laughs> No. Yeah, very fluid over on that front. It's it's a it's a tough battle. But when those games do, hopefully, like you said, on the 13th, if when they do actually happen, even though it may not have been the start or the season that we've been wanting, why should people still continue to tune in? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's this could end up being a blessing in disguise. The the biggest problem with this team is there's a lot of, or especially the men's team, is there's a lot of transfers and they haven't exactly been gelling on the court together. Um, and there's been questions about how Bobby as, has been performing as a coach. Um, the time off like this can just kind of give you a chance to to gel. Obviously, there's COVID issues, so you don't know how much time many of these guys are getting to spend with each other. But um, it can just kind of hopefully give them a reset and give them a chance to kind of get back on track and figure figure some things out. Um, not to mention the fact that, like I said, they were supposed to start this, this week was supposed to kind of be a gauntlet for the men's team. They're supposed to face three really good teams and that starting like that and potentially losing all three of those games can just kind of kill any momentum you have in, in conference play. So hopefully that kind of getting shaken up, having some more winnable games or games that you at least expect them to win to start off conference play can set them off on a, on a better path. And maybe when they do get to those team, those games, especially that Arizona game, which is obviously always huge for ASU. Um, once they get there, that can, they can have a better chance. They're in a better spot with this team. Um, so Hopefully, like I said, there's a little bit of a silver lining in all of these cancellations and postponements. I feel like oftentimes the only game that really matters is the U of A ASU game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with as bad as things are going, if you can get up for that game, and even if you could just make it close, because I don't think a lot of people are really expecting it to be much of a contest. If you can make that competitive, and especially if you can somehow win that game, it, it's huge. It changes the entire outlook for the season. So that could be, that could be, uh, it's it's going to be a huge game regardless of how the rest of the season goes. Whose camp are you guys all in? ASU or U of A? I went to U of A. So. I went to U of A. ASU. 
Wow, oh, I'm severely outnumbered right now. Yep. <laughs> I'm <You> obsessed. Are. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'll be laughing when U of A crushes the day. You actually will be. So probably, yeah. but we yeah. have had to suffer to seven to hold over your. I, yeah, I've had to <laughs> suffer through all the football outcomes for the last few years. Let me have this. Yeah. And now, now U of A football is getting a bunch of big transfers, so you might not have to worry Look about that, that much longer either. Not only that, Leah, but with with the season you've had to First endure comment. with the Coyotes. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you deserve this one, Leah. So we'll give you that one. All right. And then I will handle the Suns because over on that front, they are they had a little bit of a slump, if you will, for a while there to end the year. Um, but they're back to their winning ways, which we all know and love. They got a win over the Pelicans Tuesday night, 123 to 110. They play the Clippers on Thursday night. Today is an off day for them. Um, things have been really fun over on the Suns front, despite the fact that so many players are in health and safety protocols from, at least as of right now, 1243 on uh, Wednesday the 5th. <laughs> it DeAndre could change in 30 minutes. So, yeah. It could change okay. in 30 seconds. <laughs> but as of right now in this moment, still, as far as we know, DeAndre and JaVel McGee, Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit are all in health and safety protocols, but they did bring in Bismack Biombo on a 10-day contract, and he has just been such a great storyline so far for this team. You know, he's an NBA veteran. He came in, like, seamlessly just added himself into this team's rotation, seems to be doing really well. I know he lost his father a few months back, and he was having a really hard time kind of wanting to play basketball, which you can completely understand. I think he was saying that, you know, before every single game he ever played, his dad would always send him a text message. So that's got to be a hard situation yeah. to kind of navigate and want to get back into playing it. But I think he's, you know, he spent that time going through the emotions, going through the grief, and now he's back and doing the thing he loves. And I'm sure it's very therapeutic for him. I can only imagine. Um, so he's been a great storyline. And then Jalen Smith sticks as well, been taking full advantage of the minutes that he has been given due to having so many people in the health and safety protocols. And kudos to that young man for uh, taking advantage of this opportunity. You always love to see it when uh, young players get the opportunity and they really grasp onto it and run with it. So, I think that's oh sorry Lindsay. I was just going to say I think that's the one like positive to this whole situation with everyone going in and out it's really giving a lot of um people opportunities to step into roles they might not otherwise have had the chance to. So it's great to see for a lot of these teams. You know, if we're looking for bright spots in this disastrous scenario for everyone involved. Way to be positive. Which I mean, you kind of have to because it's, it becomes one of those things where you're like, I'm just so tired of always having every day to try and navigate this situation that nobody can seem to get a handle on. At least you can find some bright spots, some storylines to really hold on to that brings some joy and positivity to this space because it is tough. Let's be honest. It's super tough. All right. So we're going to circle back around to Derek. Because hey. you also cover the D-backs for PHNX. So yeah. tell us what's going on in the world of the Diamondbacks these days. Uh, nothing's going on in the world of yeah. the Diamondbacks these days because nothing is going on in the world of baseball. Uh, the owners and the Players Association uh, still haven't met. Uh, there haven't been much talks at all. They took the holiday season off and 
decided to extend their vacation well into January. Uh, there is, according to reports, there is no planned talks this week at all. So nothing with this lockout situation will get resolved, uh, at least in the near future. Uh, my co-host on the show, Jesse Friedman, has predicted for a while that January 28th is going to be the date that they get it done. And that date is in jeopardy, let me tell you, because they're not even talking. Uh, there's and when I say they're not talking, there are kind of levels and steps that they kind of have to go through in this negotiation process. And the most important being uh, some financial details that they have to iron out that they have to get through that first before they even get to some of the changes and potential, uh, you know, playoff uh, expansions and designated hitter expansions to baseball that they plan that they want to do. Right. So uh, it's, it's getting to the point now where the season, the start of the season appears to be in jeopardy uh, just a bit because we are roughly less than 40 days away from when pitchers and catchers are supposed to report. Baseball is a weird sport where you can't just all of a sudden get the deal done, especially in this situation where they cannot go to the facilities, they cannot train, they can't do anything until this deal gets done. Everything that they have to do and involving, you know, their training right now is on their own. Uh, and that would all, you know, would proceed until the deal gets done. So if the deal doesn't get done until mid-March, uh, there's they're, they, they, they're still going to need to ramp up uh, the players. You know, it's, it's just one of those situations where they won't be ready and they won't be able to start the season just because a, se- uh, a deal gets done. You also have this same scenario uh, from, you know, the pandemic where they – couldn't really decide when they were going to, you know, play baseball and, and the, you know, the details of the 2020 season and, and it being a shortened season. We saw catastrophic injuries uh, around baseball. I mean, we saw such a huge number of injuries around baseball that that half a season and beyond. And a big reason why is because these guys didn't get the normal amount of time it takes for them to prepare for a baseball season. Uh, I'm I'm really concerned about that being a factor here in 2022 as well. Well, yeah, because each player is also different with what they have available to them, right? Like some right. of the top guys might right. have all the equipment and access to all the people and things that they need to stay in the shape. But some of the the lower level guys or or um, entry level guys like they're, they don't have those. Especially, espe- especially guys that just came into the majors and are no yeah. longer a minor league player. Cause minor league teams can still are still going to, they still have a season. They, they're not impacted at all in any of this. So minor league players at least will still start on time. They'll still have their season. They're still that, you know, they won't be in camp up uh, during spring training when pitchers and catchers and the team reports, which is valuable time for those young guys to be around, you know, Toy Lovello and, and the management team and the coaches and stuff. Right. But uh, at the same time, they'll, they won't be impacted. But like you said, Lindsay, the, the guys that just got called up that are newer guys that might not be making that much money yet or might not be established on their own as far as their training regimen, uh, they, they might not be ready uh, at all like to, to take on doing this on their own. It's such an unfortunate situation. And I'm not trying to um, be a Debbie Downer here, but what does this kind of do overall for the sport? Like, does this like it's hurt it's the indifferent. sport in the long run? It's, I feel like, like there's diehard baseball fans that are furious about this, and obviously, uh, it's those people that can see that this is already you know starting to impact the season. Unless all of a sudden we get some 
negotiations rolling where people are agreeing on something, this is going to be a lengthy process. Right now, it feels like both so both sides think they have the advantage of time putting pressure on the other side, which is, is not the case. What, what you're going to have is you're going to have fans losing interest in a sport that they already are starting to lose interest in, right? There's already a regression of fans uh, being interested in baseball. You know, some cities, they're not going to have that problem. But a city like Phoenix, that they're going to absolutely have that problem, right? So, uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that are going to experience that same thing. There's, you know, not everybody's going to be like the, the Giants and the Dodgers where their stadium is going to be full regardless of, how long it takes to get back to baseball. Uh, the, the the popular teams that are still very relevant and very good are still going to pack their stadiums, but it's the rest of baseball that's going to be hurt by this. People just don't care, and that's scary. You know, it's it's that indifference uh, about the sport that, you know, really could uh, cause people to just turn turn off to it. You know, like, mm -hmm. there's, there's just so many options. I can't even get through my Netflix shows that I want to watch, let alone... <laughs> Like if I could cut out a sport that plays 162 games, you know, that I don't care about anymore, that frees up a lot of time. So it does. I, 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 I love baseball and I, I hate to say that. I think there's also baseball alternatives that people could turn to if this takes too long, like we did with the KBO during the pandemic. So baseball doesn't have that same, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're got to like monopoly over the United States. Uh, we can actually get baseball here from other countries through Hulu and other, you know, services and, and watch it. And, you know, if, if one of those like sports, you know, uh, organizations, uh, or like those, those, uh, those leagues decides to take advantage of this, you could easily see people start to latch on like people did when there was no other sport going on. That's such a bummer. I feel really, really bad for diehard MLB fans right now, because it's it, at the end of the day, understand that money is on the line for the organization and the players. But at the end of the day, the person that's getting hurt the most in this situation, I feel like are the fans because they're the yes. ones who don't get paid to do these things. They're the ones who are investing right. money to enjoy these things. And so it's, well, it's and if real... there's, if there's costs, if there's, you know, if, if the owners take on some additional costs, they're going to pass it along to us as, as the paying, exactly. you know, fans yeah. as well. Right. So there's, there's ramifications like that of higher ticket prices and such. Um, and yeah, you're right. I, I, I mean, it's, it is millionaires fighting with billionaires and the rest of us as normal people are kind of left to say like, can we just, hey, a baseball can game, we just get this figured out? Like whatever. Right. But I mean, there, there is a lot on the line here and baseball wants to change things about the game that are, that is important to, to change competitive balance to get more teams in the playoffs, to make things just more exciting about the sport. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, the financial stuff is going to be the bigger part of the negotiation. And, uh, you know, service time, when guys become free agents, things like that are are really the two things that are, are the things that they're not really even close to right now as far as uh, as far as negotiating. Well, fingers crossed they can get it together and uh, figure this whole thing out so that they we will can get a baseball <laughs> season this year and closer to on time than not. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Yes. All right, guys, that is our Valley temperature check. We're going to take a quick break because we have hit the final week of the pro football regular season and college football is heading into the national championship. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football calendar. So new customers can bet just $5 on any football team 
to win their game. And if they do, you're going to win $200 in free bets. It is that easy. So get in on the action and let's wind down the season with a big win. So right now, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and make sure you use that promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code and you bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro, to win and they do, $200 in free bets is coming right to you. So once again, that's promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have you guys made any uh, any bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app recently? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How'd they go? Not you guys, good. What's the not, not great. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of, of betting against Shane earlier, and uh, it did not go well for me. So. Never <laughs> bet against the defense. Shane, I Never. guess. Never. Uh, I bet on a first TD score in the Pittsburgh Steelers game just because I needed to back up what I said on the bet show, and it hit. And uh, yeah, I did a little victory lap around my house. Uh, wow. Twenty dollar bet won me two hundred dollars, so that was nice. a nice little payout. Yeah, nice. That's I just amazing. keep losing five dollars because <laughs> I don't like bet enough. Like I feel like you have to bet a lot, and then it's like okay, you can see you're up or down. But I only bet a little, and then I'm like, I'm down ten. Everything's over. But it's like <laughs> that's, the worst. Not how, that's like not how betting works so anyway. Yeah. But it is a very easy app to use. I will say. Leah, I feel you because I'm like, if I lose $5 on a bet, it's like I lost $500. Yeah. So I'm like, well, but wait, hold on. Okay. I could have bought money with that. <laughs> There's so many things I could have wow. done with that money. Shane's coming for us in the chat. He said loser mentality. Wow, Shane. Wow, Shane. Yeah. I saw that you can bet on Gaelic hurling. I'm not even sure exactly what that is, but oh I might just throw some God. money on it just because... If I'm guessing, I, I probably still have a better chance of winning money than I do if I did am you using see my brain. Gaelic <laughs> hurling? Yes, so Gaelic hurling. I have no idea what it is at all. I've got to look at this. Well, you know, you know what they say? They always say, like, beginner's luck, or if you yeah. ask somebody who has no idea what they're doing to pick um, what you should bet on, that oftentimes you end up hitting. So maybe that's something that... Maybe Why did you do that? Don't do that. that. Look at that's just him self-promoting himself. Look at <laughs> you fell for it. <laughs> Shane Diefenbach in the chat calling himself a winner. I don't know, Shane. I think I need to see the receipts before we can confirm that one way or the other. I'm just saying all the receipts. Uh, we were just Shane. we were just talking on the Sun Devil show yesterday about how much money he lost playing craps at a casino. So I don't know <laughs> who is calling the winner, but oh Shane got us the definition on Gaelic hurling, by the way, over here. Can I this read it for us. Uh, hurling is an outdoor team game of ancient Gaelic Irish origin played by men. One of Ireland's native Gaelic games. It shares a number of features with Gaelic football. So now we have to look up Gaelic. Football. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is. Because <laughs> I don't know what that is. I was like, James, for giving us more things to have to look up. Shane. Who knew Appreciate that you. Ireland had such a, a rich. You've never story. heard of Gaelic football? What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, guys. So it is the beginning of 2022 and hopefully the start of bigger and better things for all of us, but especially in the sports world. So we're going to do a little Valley Outlook for the second half of the show today and just kind of, you know, our wish list or things that we think might come to fruition this year for each of our teams and or players. So we'll kind of just 
um, go around the horn, but feel free to chime in on any team you guys want to talk about or any player that um, just seems to be standing out to you to maybe have a breakout year or an even better year in 2022. So what do you guys think the uh, year will hold? We'll start off with the Cardinals since they are um, in a really good spot right now, at least playoff wise, being in the playoffs or having a playoff berth. What do you guys think this year is going to hold for them? A Super Bowl. Yes, I love it. <laughs> a Super Bowl championship or a Super Bowl visit? You take that. Take it for whatever <laughs> you want to take it for. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm being uh, like greedy defining that, but just let's just say a Super Bowl. I, I I just think that this team has performed so well this year, and I I think again there's there's a lot of questions, uh, and and they've had significant losses. They've lost. They're star key players that got them to the point of being undefeated for a decent part of the season. But uh, if they can if they can rally and get some of these guys back throughout the playoffs, get D Hopkins back. I know JJ Watt is working with scientists on some sort of you know new healing method. He's a mutant now, I understand, but whatever. Get him back as soon as possible. I I do love the fact that 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 man is out there running wind sprints during, you know, the opening of games. And he's, he's around his teammates consoling the kicker uh, when he missed some field goals in that game. Like JJ Watt is such an outstanding leader, even when he's injured. So to have him potentially back, even though that might not happen um, would just drastically change the outlook for this team. I think, you know, to get those guys back. I think, I think Cliff might silence some, some haters and doubters because I mean, especially if they get that Super Bowl run. Every like, I saw a stat. I don't know the exact numbers, but he struggles in the second half of seasons. So if he gets a chance to go get into the, I mean, get, obviously in the playoffs, but go on a little bit of a run there, um, yeah, it's going to be hard. Get out for, of the for, get out of the season, right, and get into yeah, the playoffs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll be hard to to hate on him the way a lot of people have. I have been guilty of it in the past too. But um, if I mean if if like I said, if that team can even just win a playoff game it, it i think it'll go a long way even just going into next season um so there's just a, it's just a world of potential for the cardinals right now especially we want to say we hate him for his coaching schemes but realistically it's just because of how damn good looking he is that's what it really comes <laughs> down i'm just to. i'm jealous of his house more than anything oh his house that's oh, that unbelievable oh Big how could you like him after that <laughs> unless he invites you to the house how could you like him after seeing a picture of that right. house it's incredibly jealous yeah all right, do you have any resolutions for the Cardinals or any of the players on the team or around the organization? I can start this one. So a resolution that I would like to see change basically this year, which I guess this is just kind of like a wish list, I guess you could say. I want a Larry Fitzgerald send-off. Like I know I saw this circulating a lot on Twitter the last few, like 24 hours or so. I know that Larry is not the person who wants this big celebratory like, all eyes on me, like give me all the attention, call it a day kind of retirement send off. But selfishly as a fan and selfishly as somebody like in Arizona, like there's Larry, Larry is one of the best to ever do it in this state, right? Like I think as the fans, we kind of deserve a little bit of something like a, some celebration of him and his career and what he's done here. 
speaking of the Gaelic hurling, he gave us the Irish goodbye, right? He just <laughs> snuck out of the party without saying goodbye to anyone. He was like, no, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go get something from my right, car. Exactly. And he just left. And <laughs> like that part about it sucks. You know, like you're right. We, we, you know, we were worried there for a minute that he might come back maybe with a different team. We were worried, you know, whether or not it was always kind of a mystery. So honestly, and what up, Robert York? Good to see you. Uh, I, I think that you're right. I would love to see something, right? Like, I don't necessarily need him to be back on the team, but some sort of, you know, some sort of just uh, celebratory event in, in honor of Larry Fitzgerald. But mm-hmm. I, I, again, like you said, I think he's just too humble of a guy for that. He doesn't want all of that pomp and circumstance over his career to be made, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. like, you know, put a statue out front is what I want, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to believe that they won't do something for him. I mean, he's just, yeah, just way too important. And I, I feel like at a certain point, even he will, do it for the fans do it for the he's, he's always kind of been a man of the people so i feel like it, it's it's a That's matter a of point. time yeah. yeah i would want to see for the cardinals um to get the respect that they deserve and i think that the Part of that that's in their control is, like we said before, is just making a deep playoff run, winning some playoff games, hopefully more than one, maybe making it or even winning a Super Bowl. And I think that's the part of it they can control. And hopefully then they will get the respect that I think that they deserve. I want to see I, them have. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. I was I was going to say, uh, obviously, a Super Bowl run would be great. One thing that they definitely can control, and I've heard other people say before, is I want I want new jerseys. I want something oh, yes. to freshen up. Because yes. regardless of, whether, of, of how this season goes, uh, like the jerseys are still boring, in my opinion. I would love to see something a little more fresh, a little more modern. Uh, I just I am I just love any time a team, doesn't matter where it is, what sport, any time they get new jerseys, something to fresh up their look i love it so to see new cardinals jerseys it would just be chef's kitchen i mean or, assuming that they're good or i'll tell you this much based on feedback that we get on our on our pictures of frank sanders anytime we post old pictures of frank sanders playing uh, bring back the old jerseys because yes. apparently people want that as well so old is I'm, new I'm, old is I'm, new it would, i'm down look at the white kachinas for the coyotes exactly. yeah. Yeah, retro no, jerseys always uh, always win that's yeah, the truth. Every, all the, all the Valley teams should bring back. Uh, yeah, all the teams should bring back uh, just retro jerseys. I love I, all the, I love all of Arizona sports like old jerseys. I think they're all beautiful. I agree with James Lee too. By the way, the new jerseys for Arizona basketball. I'm I'm surprised at times when I see them that they're still wearing the same like look that they've had for all of these years. Like, yeah, it's just something redesigned, something fresh. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, all right, anything else? Oh, I want Kyler Murray to everybody said they want him to like not talk so much. Uh, I want him to talk more shit. I want him yeah. to talk. <laughs> yes. Uh, I want him to exude more confidence. Uh, this is a guy that has been underestimated his entire career and he's proven people wrong constantly and he's a winner everywhere he goes. So I, I, I don't want him to stop talking. I want him to talk more. I support that 100%. I'm always in support of players talking out, talking their trash, like, you're the one who's doing it. Like you're the one who's playing the sport. You're the one who's succeeding. Who are we on the sidelines to tell you to like stop talking or whatever? Like you do you. I support it 100% yep. of the time. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the Phoenix Suns. What do we think this year will hold for them? Derek, I'm going to take a, a page out of your book and I'm going to say NBA Finals. Please. Thank you. Yes. I don't, I don't know which way it's going to go, but just NBA Finals. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go step one up and I'm gonna say uh that Larry O'Brien trophy, bring that back. You know, I'm let's, with you. that's the resolution from last year to this year. Yeah, that's finals. right. Get to the, yeah, get to the finals, but win it this time. Yeah. Just getting, look, getting there was fun. I had a good time. You guys had a good time. We all had a good time. Let's win it this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, same with Leah. I'm going to go with Leah again on this one. Uh, put some damn respect on that team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this yeah. whole season, we've been having this conversation about how does the national media respect the Phoenix Suns? Do they continue to call it a fluke? Blah, 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 blah. Just put some respect on that name because they're obviously doing it. They're obviously been able to make changes that are sustainable. So in 2022, let's just respect what they have been able to accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and more respect on like an individual basis. I mean, Monty Williams, I think is, Arguably the best coach in basketball. Um, I don't think he gets enough respect. Um, uh, Devin Booker and uh, Chris Paul has always been like, even before he played for the Suns, has always been one of my favorite players. And it's not that he doesn't get respect, but like, I think everyone, all all of the players on this team, top to bottom, deserve more like individual respect because I think this roster is just is just so so talented. And especially Devin Booker, I think he gets so much respect from guys in the league and not the the level of respect he deserves on like a national platform. Um, so just kind of giving him especially the love that he deserves, I think, is just it, it's I think it's important. I think they 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 all deserve a little more respect on a team wide basis, but an individual basis as well, especially Chris Paul. I, I hear all yeah. of your old jokes. I hear them. I see them <laughs> exactly. on Twitter. Like, put some respect on that. Still, man's name. Yeah, he's, old, he's doing it at a better level than any of us could do it. So yep. let's put some respect on it. Right. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's, he's fantastic. And I think uh, that's something, especially before the season, I thought that there were some question marks about Chris Paul. And I was, my, my thought was why, why? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. The season is close to when the finals, you know, where the Suns didn't have a long layoff as far as their off season, but uh, this guy has been outstanding his entire career. And now he's surrounded by a, a great team with a great coach. Mm-hmm. Anything else resolution-wise or hopes and dreams for the Phoenix Suns for the 2022 season or 2022 year? Just don't get backdoor swept in the finals. Just <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna lose in the finals, at least make it look good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, my last thing would be uh, Devin Booker, an All Star yeah. from the jump, not like a replacement. Like let's just yeah. make it official. Devin Booker is an All Star. That's my last thing. Yeah, on the Suns. All right, let's head on over to the Coyotes. Leah, start us off. What do you think the year is going to hold or resolutions (laughs) for this team? Maybe resolution is a better place to start. Okay, resolution number one, get up to date on all the payments that the Coyotes owe. Pay your bills. Pay all the bills, okay? Number one. Number two, find a place to play next year because right now, Nobody knows where they're going to play next year. And the season starts, the new season starts in October. Um, in June, they're getting kicked out of Gila River Arena in Glendale. So find a place to play. And then the third thing. Leah, was- Leah I, I don't mean to stop you, but this sounds like you're talking to like a degenerate family member and having a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> pay your bills. Like, find first of all, pay your bills. You're going to get a picture next year, so we need to find you a place to live. And honestly, we need to talk about the kids. The kids are out of control. You know. It's the problem child of the family. <laughs> Honestly. And, and then the third thing would be then secure your long-term plan. So hopefully that's securing the Tempe Arena deal and then bridging the gap from today until then, which is probably three to five years down the road. So that's my 
three things that I resolve, <laughs> hopefully, and hopefully will be accomplished because if not, then I don't know anymore. <laughs> Honestly, um, I feel like you could sum it up by just saying, can we please just have some stability? That's not about to say exact yeah. same like, thing. Stability is the word of the year for the Arizona Coyotes. Like yes, that's it. That's what you need to manifest into existence, do all the things you got to do to give this fan base some sense of stability because they freaking deserve it. Like I've yeah. worked, I worked for the Arizona Coyotes years ago and it was the same way. And then before I worked there, these fans were still dealing with it. Like if any fan base genuinely deserves nice things, it's the Coyotes because they've stuck around for so long. They continue yep. to support this team through all of it. Like they deserve to have nice things. <laughs> and so please stability to get to the point where that fan base can have nice things. Please. And thank you. They, did, they deserve I, I want to build on Leah's uh, Leah's comment about the home, though. It needs to be built in the East Valley. That's my resolution. Stop yes. ignoring your fan base. Stop ignoring where your season ticket holders live. You have the data. You have the information. You, it's not it's not information that internally they're not aware of. So the the decision, the whatever you want to call this entire Glendale situation, stop embarrassing the family. That's another thing. Like stop embarrassing. <laughs> like Arizona sports already gets enough crap let's stop embarrassing yourselves <laughs> because this entire situation has been embarrassing the glendale fight has been embarrassing the not paying their bills was embarrassing it's just one thing after another for an organization that again constantly has these rumors surrounding it almost every single year that they're moving to some other city as well so uh i yeah, that backs up Lindsay's point about stability you know yeah. just it's become stable the, the fan base just deserves answers at this point even if even if next year is going to be some weird hybrid where you're playing in tucson and prescott valley and asu's new arena like wherever it is i feel like the fan base just deserves to know what's going to happen instead of having because like it's been talked about the longer these questions arise the more houston and quebec are going to kind of sneak in there and it's that the fan base doesn't deserve that they're loyal and um even if it is going to be some weird unideal playing situation here in Arizona. They just deserve to know what's going to happen. So I feel like that just answers and, and I mean, stability is kind of the word of the season for the, yep. the team, just knowing what's happening. And then a nice bonus to all of that would be the first winning the draft lottery and getting the first overall pick in this. Let's go. Draft, wishful thinking. You can't even I, lose right. Yeah. Right. Wishful <laughs> thinking though. Let's get a building first. Honestly, that's me, yeah. my let's make sure they're make, Let's make sure they're here. Let's make yes. sure they're here first. Can't get excited about, about a future prospect if they're not, the team's not even going to have a place to play. So, but Leah, do they have good prospects in their system now? Like, do they have things to be excited about down the road yeah, or is, yeah, it, is it that bleak? There, no, there's, there's definitely things to be excited about, but it's not, what it's going to be, especially after this year's draft, they have so many picks in this year's draft. It'll be like this time next year, it'll be a whole different picture. So gotcha. fingers crossed. Anything else on the coyotes? They're, they're one team that doesn't need New Jersey's. You're not wrong. Bringing the white back <laughs> was the solid move. That was the best move yeah. they made all season. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to head over into the Diamondbacks real quick. We'll round out the quote unquote big four here in Arizona. So D-backs, what are <laughs> a baseball I season? <laughs> I know it's kind of the same yeah. thing as the Coyotes, like uh, stability. Yeah, a new CBA, perhaps. At least the Diamondbacks, I will say, they're they're in a little bit better of a spot than 
the coyotes are they have a home it just needs some renovation so it's a it's a crappy home uh that they don't take good care of because they constantly blame they blame their landlord for not taking care of it when reality they could do they could pick up a wrench is what i'm saying uh but (laughs) they uh i will say that if they're once the season resumes once we're back to baseball i am oddly uh cautiously optimistic about this team's future. I think that next season we're going to see a substantial increase in success. I mean, we talked about it on last night's show on the PHNX D-back show, but uh, you know, they had the most one run losses since like a Braves team from the thirties that there there's a lot of, there was a lot of potential wins there, even though that might just be, uh, a loser mentality as we've been talking about in the comments today. There's just a lot of games that they were close on between the uh, coaching additions and the changes to this team. I think that the young players have a, a fantastic opportunity to come up into an amazing coaching situation. And uh, honestly, the guys that are there, I think are going to get substantially better based on, you know, based on these guys that can't say enough about the additions that they made at, at coaching. You know, they they assembled an all-star team at, at coaching, but uh, they still haven't made very many moves to, to make the team much better, right? So uh, I guess that's what I would want for a resolution this year is, is to try to make the team better and don't completely rely on your farm system to, to make this a, a, a better team. I think that they could be a surprisingly good team next year. You know, one of those stories that's like, wow, look at this turnaround of the D-backs. Well, you know, a lot of things impacted this season for them being as bad as they were this season, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it was, it wasn't all just, you know, bad coaching or bad luck or whatever, you know, there was a lot of injuries. Uh, I mean, they, they called up, uh, they used the most players they ever have historically in franchise history. So that that's not, that's a dubious uh, mark to make because that means you're calling up a lot of uh, minor leaguers and you're trying to replace guys with, you know, free agents and people you pick up during the season. It, it was a mess, but I think again, the stability that they'll probably have uh, next year at coaching, I can't say that they have it yet, but I, I think that's going to change this team significantly. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, it's just progress. Like uh, just showing that they're actually, they're not just stagnant. Um, I feel like we talked and we, we mentioned earlier, just kind of like the potential for like, their the team to struggle holding on to the fan base and yeah. i mean not not improving at all is not going to help that like if you just show right. some signs of life and just make it fun to be a diamondbacks I and mean, even if you like no one's expecting the diamondbacks to be world series contenders i don't think that's what they need for sure this to be fun um even even like little things like i i keep bringing up jerseys but like when they brought out the serpientes jerseys last year like those things sold out almost immediately and they they, they brought back the, the world did. series jerseys for that the world series weekend like just little stuff like that that can make mm-hmm. it like make people want to go to games and make it fun to be a diamondbacks fan just at least to kind of bridge this gap to before we get to a point where we are like a really good team, um, just, just make it fun. Make it make yeah. people want to be interested in the D bag. Sean hit what I want. Bring that's another resolution. Bring back the purple and teal jerseys. Yes. Just uh. do it. Stop all of this stuff. <laughs> it's I, I'm I'm thinking they're gonna wait until their 25th anniversary to do it, but I feel like that uh the the support for that is trending in that direction. Uh, you're right about the Serpientes jerseys. I bought a, a special edition hat from the hat club 
and that thing sold out in 30 seconds. It was, I couldn't believe I got one, but I also couldn't believe how fast it sold out, right? People still yeah. want Diamondback stuff. There's still the interest out there. It's not like people have completely lost interest in this team. Mm -hmm. However, it, it is one of those things that like they, it's kind of, you know, building it again from the ground up. I, I, I and you're right about the success of this team. This team needs to be better. And it needs to be substantially better in order to uh, to justify Tori Lavallo sticking around as manager. I, I love Tori Lavallo. I'm a huge Lavallo fan and a support supporter of him, uh, probably more so than I should be as a member of the media. But he's just a great dude, and it's hard not to it's hard not to like him as a person. So that makes it harder to want to go on to shows like this and scream about him needing to be fired. <laughs> However, with that being said, he has all the tools this season to improve this team not to win the NL West, not to win a World Series, but to improve. And if there's no improvement, I mean, even if it's a, a small, minor improvement, then I have to start thinking that there, there might be a problem, you know, with, with the manager of this team. It might be an issue there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, I, I also have a lot of – I hold the coaches that they brought on in high regard. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just small improvement, improvement nonetheless makes a big difference in the eyes yeah. of the fan base. So you have to show that you're doing what you need to be doing to get to where you need to be. So even if it's small steps, substantial, though, like tangible evidence that you are making those steps will go a long way in 2022. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Shall we go over to ASU and see what <laughs> what are her resolutions for them? Um, I mean, there's a lot of places I could go with this. Um, <laughs> I, I listen, I'm not, no, no one is expecting men or women to win the Pac 12 to be national champions, anything like that. I feel like that, especially for this season, you just have to be competitive. And when you, especially when it comes to the Arizona games, you just have to, if you can get, if you could somehow sneak out a win against Arizona. That I feel like whatever happens this season, you can hang your hat on that. You just gotta give the fan base some excitement, something to like. If you if you can beat one of these big ranked teams that you have to play, um, every game from then on out gives you something to be hopeful for because you know the, the team the teams have talent, and so you want them to prove that they have this talent, so you can actually get up for any of these games that they play. Um, I've talked about it with Shane a bunch, just like um, when they get to the tournament, like the Pac-12 tournament, anything can happen. So if they can make a run last year, Oregon State was predicted to be the bottom of the conference and then they won the Pac-12 tournament. So when you get to that tournament, if you can figure it out, then anything can happen. So in terms of basketball, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, baseball, just showing that you're ASU baseball again. Um, we have a new coach, Willie Bloom, Bloomquist, right? Um, yeah. um, so just like proving that, this is still ASU baseball and that there's something um, to get excited about there. And then I saw, I saw Doug Allen's comment in the, in the comments. I don't think ASU base football is going to be that bad. I understand why there's reasons to be pessimistic about it. They were losing a lot of talent. We lost our best running back and best receiver and his backup. Um, but and Jaden Daniels still the quarterback. And yeah, but I just think, <laughs> I think there's reason to be excited. Um, we have Tevin White coming. We have Daniel Ngata getting a chance to show who he's going to be. Um, I think there's a lot riding on this season, specifically his job for Herm. Um, and I think Jaden is going to be a lot more pressure on Jaden, and I think it's going to give him a chance to kind of step up as a leader. Um, and so there's just – and on the defensive side, there's a lot of people kind of filling holes for people that – for guys that are leaving. So 
I just feel like there's a lot of opportunity and there's not as much expectation as there was coming into last, this past season where people expected a lot from this team because they were, they were returning so many starters. Um, I feel like there's just a, I feel like there's a chance for them to surprise some people. And I feel like that's all you can really ask um, when the expectation or expectations are as low as they are. Um, so I'm not down completely on ASU football specifically. I think, I think the season has, I think there's potential for the season to be good. All right. So in the comments, James Lee asked, how bad does it have to be to fire Bobby? What do you guys think? I mean, they, they have to start like dropping. They, I mean, they need a bunch more of these Cal games. I think, I think this season is going to start kind of having some built-in excuses with all the COVID cancellations and all the games getting moved around. So there's going to be reason to kind of give him a second chance. Um, but I mean, if you keep dropping games like you did to Cal, it's one thing if you're losing games like that to Arizona, UCLA, USC, these teams that you're supposed to lose to like that. But if you're losing to Cal and other teams like that by 20 some points, I feel like then it's going to get bad. I don't think they're going to fire him midseason or anything like that. But if you do that and then you throw up a goose egg in the in the Pac-12 tournament and you miss uh, March Madness completely, I feel like it's going to it's going to get bad. I mean, I, James mentioned the the Washington State game. I feel like that was tough, but it's that the games like that are an anomaly. Um, they you, you're not going to see something like that. You see something like that once in a blue moon. And I mean, defensively, ASU didn't perform poorly. Like they held Washington State to less than I think less than sixty points. I think so. Um, it's I don't throw a lot of weight into that game, but there's definitely the potential for things to get bad for Bobby. But I don't think it's it's I don't think it's quite there yet. Anything else on the ASU front? I have one honorable mention. Um, ASU hockey is moving into a new building um, starting in the fall. It's a brand new 5,000-seat arena. And I think in terms of their program going forward and how they'll do in recruiting and asserting themselves as a competitive NCAA Division I program, I'm really excited for them. So um, something else to look forward to in 2022 for ASU sports. I mean, I feel like if you're a diehard Sun Devil, there's so many. Like, obviously, there's these big two sports that people get down on, but there's so many other things to get excited. Wrestling is also going to be moving into that arena. Like, they're a very good program. I think they finished fourth in the NCAA tournament last year. So, like, they like they're really good. Um, we have like the best triathlon team in the world. They've won like four straight national championships. Like that new that new swimming facility is incredible too. By the way. Yeah, there's just uh, so there's a lot of a lot of things to get excited about if you're a Sun Devil, even if it is not football and basketball, um, especially hockey, the new arena, that team, that program is just, I think, going to take a huge step. So there's a lot to get excited for. All right, Leah, since you're the only U of A uh, <laughs> member on this show, you want to hold it down on U of A? Well, I was just going to say what well, I hope and I'm just well, there's a few things. One, to see the men's and women's basketball teams make deep runs and even for the women's team to hopefully get back to the championship and maybe this time win, much like what we talked about with the Suns. Um, the men haven't had a deep run since I think it was 2015 or so. So um, things are shaping up for them to look good. And then talking about football, I mean, this was a disastrous year for U of A football, but I think looking toward the future, the recruits that the team's been getting, it, it there's a lot of hope there. So I think there's good things ahead for the big uh, Arizona programs. Arizona football is going to be better. They're getting they're getting 
people they're getting recruits they're getting attention that they were not getting last year so i think it's gonna be, it's gonna be an improvement for there and there's i mean if you've watched this u of a men's basketball team they're very good there's no reason they can't win they should win the pac-12 i think uh, they can win the pac-12 at least they can make a run i think they can make it if they won the tournament it wouldn't surprise me so that i think the the sky is the limit for arizona sports right now unfortunately <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in um, to the Phoenix Sports Show. Uh, We appreciate it. Speaking of resolutions, if one of your New Year's resolutions was to look and feel better, a very easy way to get a W in that area, it's a year-long improvement, (laughs) but a very easy way to get a W and start it off is to head on over to phnxlocker.com and pick up some new gear to rep your team. So we've got some amazing merch over at phnxlocker.com and we've got some sticker packs as well. So you can head over there. You can get sticker packs for just five bucks or any shirt for just $29.99. You can be the envy of all your friends. You can look the most amazing (laughs) at any game you had hit up or any bar you go to watch games in. So if you just need a little boost to look and feel a little bit better to start off the year, that's the place to go and uh, get that fix. So um, that's one more time, phnxlocker.com. Well, that, thank you all. I appreciate you. Go ahead, Derek. What did you say? No, I was going to say that back the A shirt is awesome. Incredible. It's a brand new shirt. It's really it's incredible. cool. And I don't even like U of A, but uh, I mean, it's a great shirt. I retweeted it and I literally had somebody be like, I'm about to unfollow you. Yeah. Stop yeah, you no. stuff in your timeline. That <laughs> is not thing. who you are, Lindsay. And Same I was like, thing. I know. You've changed. How dare I know. you? I was like, it's for the greater good. Down. <laughs> That's Poor amazing. Yeah. Ser- well, I mean, I don't really, I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys all for tuning in. Leah. Uh, Derek, Sean, thank you guys for joining me today. Don't forget to follow along with us on Twitter, PHNX underscore sports. Rate, review, subscribe, turn on notifications, all the things. We greatly appreciate all the support you guys have given us since we launched this venture back in 2021. And we're very excited to have you here with us for the journey of 2022. So until next time, have a great day and we'll see you guys later.